Hey guys, you are listening to Killer Cocktails, where the drinks are stiff, but the bodies are stiffer. This is a casual true crime podcast where two friends pretend to be bartenders and talk about gruesome murders. Each week, we feature a new cocktail, which has to tie into our stories. Although we are a casual comedy podcast, some of our subject material can be explicit. Listeners, be advised. Welcome to Killer Cocktails. Hi, guys. Come on in. We're just making a couple cocktails, and we're going to talk about it. You'll listen. It's fun. Yeah. What are we drinking this week? This week is the penicillin. Ooh, that doesn't sound good. No. uh, It is Scotch Week. Uh Actually, uh, March 27th. This Mm -hmm. Friday will be Scotch Day. Yep. Um, So we made the penicillin. It's, you know, when I think of Scotch, I think of like... A glass of scotch neat, Scotchy, scotch, maybe scotch. on the rocks. I don't think of scotch in cocktails, really. Mm-hmm. And this is a scotch cocktail. Yeah. Um, so a little bit about this cocktail, in case you don't know, Jacqueline. Uh, it was created in the early 2000s. So this oh, is a, a little baby cocktail. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I would have thought this was way older. No. Very simple ingredients. I'll tell you what's up. So there's this guy named Sam Ross, and he's a bartender. And he worked at Milk and Honey in New York. And they're, like, famous for, like, cocktail creations. Mm-hmm. Oh, but they wear bow ties and suspenders. Oh, hell yeah. They got the moustaches. Um, so Ross took the elements of a gold rush cocktail, which is bourbon, lemon, and honey. And uh, instead of using the bourbon, he used blended scotch. And then he would uh, add equal parts of honey syrup and sweetened ginger juice. And then to finish off the cocktail, he would float a peaty scotch mm. on top. And What um, is peaty scotch? Oh, Jackie. Let me tell you about the peat. <laughs> um, so essentially, it's this um, long... De- time decayed vegetation and it's used in scotland as like fuel and it has this like really smoky like taste when you make it with uh, scotch um and so it it really adds a different element to this cocktail do you like that element i don't like smoky cocktails so pete has kind like it is very divisive Mm -hmm. people like scotch or they don't like scotch or they'll be like oh i don't like the peaty scotch like it's definitely like a qualifier when people are talking about it Mm -hmm. um it's definitely an acquired taste that I think you grow into. Like, I know I did not like it for a very long time. Yeah. But just within the last year or so, maybe been able to, I'll have like a scotch and be like, oh, all right, it's okay. Kimmery loves scotch. Mm-hmm. Big old scotch aficionado. Yeah. And this was, she said, her favorite cocktail we've ever made. Mm, different so different and like i i like it but i don't know that i would or, like if i'm out and i see this on a cocktail menu i'm mm-hmm. like oh yeah i remember i had that i liked it i don't know that i would still order it i would probably get i love bourbon mm-hmm. um and what Kimmer and i were talking about is you probably like because she also used to like bourbon mm-hmm. but she has like grown into loving and appreciating those complex flavors and scotch mm-hmm. so maybe one day i'll be there yeah yeah when you're an old lady actress but what's cool is like exactly <laughs> before she tried this she was a little she's like i don't know that i'll like it because i love just scotch neat yeah um and the fact that she liked this cocktail i think speaks to the fact that it's good yeah and the the peat scotch that we have in in general is on the more expensive side mm-hmm. so i would highly suggest going to a local bar instead that, of buying a whole bottle yeah, yeah go to a bar order this um see if you like it and then if you do invest in a nice bottle of uh peaty scotch um basically though it kind of tastes like a whiskey sour with honey 
as a sweetener with a little ginger to, mm-hmm. to shake things up. Um, and a lot of this information I'm getting from uh, Simply Recipes. Simply Recipes. Um, so break it down. Uh, Kimry actually made our honey ginger syrup because you were having a panic attack about the recipe getting cut in half. Yeah. Well, okay. Do you remember we made the batter for whatever that batter drink was? Mm-hmm. And I got nervous about adjusting. I don't. I have a hard time with following rules. Yeah, because I was like, listen, just half it and then half it again. And you're like, no. What if it doesn't taste good? And I was like, text, so we, text Kimry. Yeah. Don't ask me. You're asking the wrong person. Then I was like, all right, I was going to pick myself up by my bootstraps and I was going to give it a whirl. And then I went to like, I grabbed the ginger that I just, I think I just, I don't think it was old ginger and it was not good. Oh. And then we're like, Kimry. old bad ginger. Help. Help. <laughs> so Kimry to the rescue. Um, But what she essentially did, it was, uh, she took a cup of water and she took a ton of ginger because she wanted it real gingery. Mm-hmm. And, nice she, and spicy. she put that over uh, like a, a flame, if you will. And she reduced that. It wasn't quite um, viscous viscous yet. Um, and then she added a half a cup of honey. And then she like, again, reduced that. And then she put that in a little container, put it in the fridge. And here we are today. Quite lovely. Yes. And then, so if you guys are hoping to make this, uh, all of this information will also be on our um, Instagram. But you're going to need two ounces of blended scotch. Uh, three-fourths ounce of fresh squeezed lemon juice, uh, three-fourths ounce of honey ginger syrup, which we just told you about. You're going to need some ice. You're going to need a, a fourth ounce of um, your PD scotch and candied ginger or a lemon peel for gar- garnish. So yeah, this is intricate, but not that hard to make. I'm going to say if you're going to skip some steps, you can skip the garnish, obviously. Uh-huh. And you you could even skip the floater mm-hmm. if you just kind of are making a cocktail and yeah. trying to get, like, <clears throat> the really complex flavor of having that really peaty thing in Yeah. There. And like you were saying, like, it has honey and it has ginger and it has lemon juice. So it's all those, like, really nice Here's the other flavors. thing I'll say. If you're not really a big cocktail fan and you just enjoy the show for other reasons... Uh, make yourself that little ginger syrup and mix that in with some bubble water. Ooh. I'll bet that's delicious. <gasps> yes. You've been getting down with that bubble machine. I like, re- I loaned it to Christina and then she gave it back and I like, re- like reignited my love of the bubble machine. I do like bubbles. It's so good. So good. Um, so that kind of wraps up cocktail hour. I think we're ready for a murder. Trey, I'm going to tell you a story. Tell me a story. Do you want this or I don't want that cocktail. Okay. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. All right, let me pull this story up. All right, so here we go. Archibald Thompson Hall. That's a mouthful. Archibald Thompson Hall was born July 17th, 1924. Oh. In Glasgow, Scotland. You know. Glasgow? Scotland. Where Scotch is from fun that's my tie that's good all right so it's a good tie not much is known about archie in regards to his early life when he was a teenager he'd run a bunch of scams and he was just kind of a little shit oh geez okay um this cougar that lived next door whoa essentially um like statutory raped him oh my god because he was like a like teenager-y yeah. kid and she was like well here's all the finer things in life and like showed him all of like this expensive stuff and then he was like i'm into it yeah so then he's not with the cougar anymore but now he starts like stealing stuff how long did that last i don't think it lasted very long okay um but it greatly influenced him i think it like had an impact on him for a very long time uh he goes to prison for theft in 1941 which would put him at like 17 years old mm-hmm so, again, we don't know much about him as a child. He has this kind of, like, w- weird um, 
again, he's he's a kind of a victim in his teenage years, but he also like becomes a bit of a, a thief and he gets kind of a flavor for the thrill, the yeah, adrenaline, yeah. For sure. So uh then he starts, he's like, all right, I'm going to, like, weave myself into high society. I'm going to be around these aristocrats. Like, I, I like it. Mm-hmm. So he changes his name to Roy Fontaine. Oh, that's fun. Sounds Al- like, it sounds like a cheese. Yeah. After <laughs> being inspired by, so there's an uh, Alfred Hitchcock movie called Rebecca. Mm-hmm. And Joan Fontaine is the star in Rebecca. So he's like, it's an homage to Joan Fontaine. Have you seen the movie Rebecca? No. Okay, so the movie Rebecca is wonderful. Okay. And it's based on a book by Daphne de Mornier. Okay. De, de Mornier, uh, which is a very good book. Uh-huh. Um, I might actually recommend that book for book club. Ooh, fun. It's obviously very old because Alfred Hitchcock turned it into a movie, but it's a good enough book to become an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Anyway, so uh, he's all fancy and he's like, this is his new name and he's going to be a part of society. Um, he's married briefly, but that doesn't last very long. He gets divorced and he's openly bisexual. Okay. And he, he's really charming. He gets along with, he kind of like infuses himself into like gay high society culture at the time. Okay. He's like hobnobbing with the right people. What time is it? It's like the 1930s at this point? No, now we're in the 40s. Okay. Um, and this is like the the gay and rich scene in England in the 40s. That's like kind of out, but also not out. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I think, open secrets, things like that. Um, all the while, he's like running cons on people. Like he's a grifter. And yeah. he's like always up to something. So in 1964, he's caught stealing jewels. <gasps> and he gets 10 years in prison. Wow. But pretty early into that 10-year sentence, he escapes from prison. Um, he's caught in 1966, so he was out for a little while, about two years or so. Isn't it crazy how many people used to escape from prison? That, I literally have it written here of, like, <laughs> Dre, isn't it crazy how many times we tell each other about yeah. people escaping from prison? That's insane. It's nuts. So then, uh, he's caught in 66, they tack on another five years for escaping from prison, and then he's paroled in 1972. So now we're in the time of the prime. Time of the prime. Oh my god, the time of the prime. We haven't mm. been there in a while. No. Woo! hot dog it's scary okay so like i said earlier he's kind of working his way into high society mm. um he, and part of how he does that is he gets these jobs as a butler mm. oh yeah so he's like around them but he's also the help yeah but he's like i know all your secrets handsome and charming i'm and looking like, through your drawers yeah your draw your, your drawers <laughs> and this is like every like in between all of his prison stints he's like a butler it's kind of like his thing okay so then um he goes back to prison from 1973 to 77 and while he's in prison that time he's like i gotta get rid of this glasgow like the scottish accent i gotta get rid of it i'm gonna learn all about etiquette i'm gonna learn about antiques mm-hmm. so that when i'm out i'm able to like present myself as high society uh, so then he uh, he gets out. He lands a job as a butler working for Lady Hudson. She's a widow with a bunch of money. And it's around the same time that he meets a sex worker Mar- uh, named Mary Coggle, a.k.a. Belfast Mary. Oh, she's famous. Yeah, famous enough. And uh, they kind of have this like on again, off again thing where he's with her and he's not with her. He has like a string of other uh, relationships with a bunch of guys and he's just kind of all over. So he's working for uh, Lady Lady Hudson, and he gets a visit from an old prison pal who is also a lover of his in prison. Oh. And this guy's name is David Wright. 
Okay. So David shows up and he starts, and he's like, a, he's like a kind of charming 30 year old. And like, he starts doing chores and like handiwork around the property for Lady Hudson. She like hires him because he's a friend of her butler's. So pretty soon into David showing up, some silver goes missing, a fancy ring goes missing. Mm, I wonder what's going on. Yeah. Maybe so a poultry guy? Could have been. And Archie gets kind of bent out of shape because um, he likes this job. And at this point, he's kind of decided he's going to live his life on the straight and narrow. So David's kind of messing stuff up for him. Um, then he finds out that David's girlfriend is, <clears throat> she has the missing ring. And so he pulls her aside and he's like, hey, you got to give this back. So he convinces her to give the ring back. Okay. So the ring comes back. So David gets really mad about this, that she gave the ring back and that he was a part of like convincing her to give it back. And so Lady Hudson is out of town. She's not, she's not in the house. And in the middle of the night, David's been drinking a bunch of her fancy ass champagne and he's all off his rocker. And he wakes up Archie by shooting a gun into the headboard of his bed. Damn, that's gangster. Archie wakes up, and he's got this gun on his face, and he's like, whoa, 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 man, calm down. And he, like, talks him down and has and, like gets him to agree to just go to bed. Yeah. So the next day... Would you go back to sleep after that? You're not going back to sleep. You're locking your door? I'm getting away. I'd be a little concerned. Yeah. Yep. There's yep. a bullet There's... hole right above your head. Mm-hmm. You your, know ears, you. your ears are ringing. Hard to go back to sleep uh-huh. when you got a little ring, a little tinnitus going on. Yes. So the next day, everything's all fine. They're cool. They're friends again. Um, they're like, let's go, let's go shoot some foxes. Let's go hunting. Sure. Or rabbits. I think they go after rabbits. So they this go is out. important to the story. Rabbit. <laughs> they go rabbit hunting. Okay. Hunting for rabbits. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so they're going out rabbit hunting and Archie's counting the shots. Oh, <gasps> uh-oh, uh-oh. And he knows when David is out of ammunition. Oh, snaps. And that's when he takes the opportunity to shoot him in the head. Which kills him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he digs a little grave and he buries David. Wow. Shortly after that all happens, Lady Hudson gets back. Does he tell anyone? Was he like, oh my God, there's this accident? Nope, or just, he just David just, went missing. Yeah. So then Lady Hudson gets back, and she somehow learns about his criminal past at this point, and she fires him. So it has nothing really to do with David being gone. She's just like, she gets back, the police kind of approach her, they're like, hey, he has a record. Um, And she goes, oh, bye. So he's fired. So then, uh, it's still 1977, he moves to London, and he gets another butler job. This time, it's with an 82-year-old Walter Travers Scott Elliott. Okay. And his wife, Dorothy. Don't they just sound rich? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, perils everywhere. Yes, um, the Scott Elliots in their mansion. Uh, The house is loaded. They've got antiques everywhere. They have a bunch of valuables. They have several houses in Britain and numerous bank accounts. Like, these are some rich old folks. Good on him. So Archie starts thinking, you know, I think I can retire off of... I'm going to get off the straight and narrow from murdering someone. For sure. Now that I've killed somebody, now I'm back. Uh, These two, I'm pretty sure if I rob these guys, I I never need to rob anybody again. That's never how heist goes. You always need to do another heist. So he's like, this is the the end all be all. This Mm. is the... Uh This is your Ocean's Eleven, if you will. Exactly. And then there's Ocean's Twelve, Ocean's Thirteen. Yep. It never ends, people. Don't get into it. (laughs) So... uh, 
Archie at this point kind of reconnects with Mary Coggle again. He sees her in a pub. She's talking to this dude named Michael Kiddo. So the three of them start chatting. Turns out Michael also is into some shady shit. Mary, like all, all three of them don't really have scruples. And they're like, hey, let's be burgle buddies. Oh, uh, I can't say it. Burgle buddies. Bur- burgle buddies. Burgle buddies. <laughs> Bur- burger. Let's- Burgle. Buddies. Let's be buddies and burgle some people. Burglar buddy, buddies. Bur- so, burger. So, burger buddies. Burger. Burgle. Burgle buddies. Yes. Nailed it. <laughs> they're like, let's rob these old folks. <laughs> okay, so at some point, Mrs. Scott Elliott, so this is Dorothy, uh, she's ill and she has to go into a nursing home for a couple days. And while she's in this nursing home, Archie's like, oh, perfect. I'm going to take advantage. Let's bring Michael over and let's show him the house. What he didn't know was that Dorothy got back that morning. Uh-oh. So he thinks that, like, the old man's asleep. Mm. And he's going to be like, hey, here's the house. He, like, opens up their bedroom door just to be like, here's an old man sleeping. Dorothy's awake. And she's <gasps> like, what are you doing? Get out of here. Who's this stranger? And she just starts lighting him up. Uh, and he's like, ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they grab a pillow and the <gasps> two of them just smother her to death. The, and the husband's just sleeping? The commotion wakes up the husband. Okay. So Walter's like, oh, I made it too. What's happening? And they go, Walter, Walter, your wife was having a bad dream. We're putting her back to sleep. And he's like, okay. We're putting her to sleep forever. Yeah. And Walter's like, okay. No, Walter. Walter doesn't realize that his wife what is, are you doing? is dead next to him. <gasps> so oh. the next morning, he's like, oh, living my life. And he goes off. The next has, morning? He has lunch at the club. No, he does not. I have no idea what their morning routine is. Maybe it's normal for him to not talk to her at all in the morning. Who knows? But he goes off. 82 years, they're not talking. He just goes to lunch. (laughs) So he goes to lunch. And while he's at lunch, Mary and Michael and Archie concoct this plan. And they're like, all right, okay, here's the deal. We've killed Dorothy. We need to deal with her. Uh, Mary, you can pretend to be Dorothy. We'll, like, put you in a wig. We'll put you in a wig. What? And you can wear her fur coat. What? And we'll just give him a bunch of, like, whiskey and pills. And we'll just keep him, like, sedated and compliant. And we'll just rob them blind. What? How long is she going to pretend to be Dorothy? Okay. Oh, my God. Uh, so they put Dorothy's body in the trunk. They oh, my god. with Dorothy's body. Oh. Um, and they... So in this car, you've got their butler and uh, this butler's friend. Uh-huh. And now you've got old man Walter. A butler assistant. Yes. Yes. You've got assistant to the butler. Uh-huh. And then you've got uh, old man Walter. Uh-huh. And then Mary pretending to be Dorothy in a wig and a coat. And what I don't know is if Walter's also tricked by her pretending to be his wife. Is he so old Yeah. that he doesn't know? Or maybe they just pilled him up and he like... Yeah. But meanwhile, Dorothy's in the trunk. Dorothy's oh, body's in the trunk. Oh, my Atlanta. And they just drive north. And they drive north for a while. It's like 400 miles, something crazy. Why are they bringing the old guy with them? Because uh, they need him around. Are they going to kill him, too? I mean, they need him around. Oh, no. So uh, they've rented this, like, cottage. And they're like, let's, uh, we'll, we'll hang out there. Let's get away from this house. Let's be at this cottage. And again, the cottage is pretty far away from the house. So then uh, they, so when they get far away, they bury Dorothy's body. Again, all the kind of shallowy grave, not really well done. So they bury her body. They get back and then they leave Mary with Walter at this cottage, pretending to be his wife while he's kind of drugged and she's keeping eyes on him. They drive back. They ransack the house. They get all the stuff or a bunch of like antiques and stuff. And then they head back up. So then they're back in the house. 
Um, by December 14th, they've decided that they kind of need to kill Walter. Like, he, yeah. they've kind of had him around long enough. Um, so they go to strangle him. But he gets this, like, old man strength out of nowhere. Oh. And, like, fights them off. Yes. And then they end up grabbing. Get it, Walter. Get it. They grab a shovel and no! it's just like. Walter! Yeah, and they kill no. them with this shovel. Oh, you had me. I thought it was no. going a different direction. No, they kill old man Walter and they bury him. Uh, okay, so then now they've kind of gotten away with it to a degree. Yeah. And they get into it. So Archie and Michael get into it with Mary because Mary really wants to keep this nice fur coat. <laughs> and they're like, oh my gosh. they're like, Mary, that's evidence. Like, we got to get rid of it. We have a bunch of money. You can get another coat. Yeah. It's all good. And Mary's like, what? Bullshit. I like this coat. And they're like fighting. It becomes super violent. And uh, Archie hits her with a fire poker. And then puts a bag over her head and suffocates oh, her. Oh my! So what Mary, are you doing? Mary gone. Yeah, bye, Mary. Oh my, Lanta. Then the guys wait till nightfall and they dump her like in a stream under a bridge. Like, don't even really bury her. Okay, so Michael's Archie's new BFF and goes home with him for Christmas. What? So what? When they're back home, like it's like several days of like hanging out with family and being friends, and then uh, Archie's brother Donald had just gotten out of prison like three days earlier. Okay. And Donald also has like a sketchy past with police, uh, but this also includes child molesting. No, no, and no. Archie doesn't like Donald. Archie's like Donald's a pervert. I like he's he doesn't think much of Archie, but Archie somehow like tags along with them. Mm. He's like asking a bunch of questions, and I think they're trying to like appease him. So they bring Archie with him back to the cottage, and Archie keeps being like, "Where'd you guys get all this money?" And he just mm. like keeps asking questions. So then they're like, "Uh, he gotta go." So they chloroform him and they drown him in the tub. What? 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 Don't. What? So then they're like, these uh, are all over the place. Yeah. So now it's like January. It's like mid January. And they're like, okay, shoot. We got to get rid of Donald's body. All right. <laughs> Our normal thing is like, put him in the trunk, take yeah. him somewhere. Let's dig a little shallow grave and we'll put him in it. Yeah. It's so, worked thus far. Yeah. It's worked many times. Yeah. So they put him in the trunk, and which in English, they, they call it the boot. The boot. Oh, the, the boot. Oh, check the boot. So yes. they put him in the boot and they head out. Uh, but it's January. It's snowy, and the ground is frozen. Oh no! So it's not so easy to dig yourself a little grave anymore. So it's turning into like a Fargo episode, <laughs> right? <laughs> so he's in the trunk, and they're like, oh, "Okay, what are we gonna do?" And they drive, and like they're driving a good distance. They're like, let's stop at this little hotel motel, and let's just like holiday in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So then, uh, but on the way, at some point, they tried to sell a bunch of like silverware in China to an antique dealer, uh. and the antique dealer's like. Mm, you are not asking enough for what this is. Mm. Bing, 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 bing. Good on on you. Yeah, and he's like, "Mm," he like writes down their license plate and he calls the police. He's like, these fools stole some stuff. I know it. Here's their license plate. Also, when they get to this hotel, the like hotel man is like, "Uh," something about them sets him off and he's like, "Mm, these guys are weird. And he he calls the police and gives them the license plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like a swapped plate. Like it's not, there's like conflicting stuff. I read something that said that he, that the plate came back to a car that Walter had rented. Mm -hmm. But then I also got one where it was like, no, it was a swapped stolen plate. So I'm unsure of what's going on with the license plates and the police. But somehow the police get to the hotel, they knock on the door and they're like, hey, something's up with your car. Come talk to us. Mm. So they take them in. They discover a body in the fucking trunk. Yes. 
Well, they take him in, and when they're going to interview Archie and be like, hey, there's a body in your trunk and, like, all this other stuff, he's like, cool, 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 cool. I got to go to the bathroom, and he jumps out the fucking window. Are you serious? Ted Bundy style, <laughs> like, going out of the library during court? Oh, my land. Jumps out the window, gets into a taxi, and he's, like, headed down the road, but they realize that he's gone. They've set up a roadblock, so they catch him. Okay. But it's still silly that he escaped eh, I gotcha. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, Again, another prison escape. Yes. So they've got Donald's body. Uh, they've found Mary's body by now. Uh, they've got an investigation going into the missing Scott Elliott's. And it doesn't take long. Archie is like, ah, all right. And he confesses. And then he tells them about David Wright. from like They don't even know about David Wright, but he's just like spilling the beans on everything. Yeah, he's like, sure. here's all of the people I've killed and blah, 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 blah. Um, when all is said and done... Archie and Michael, so it's like 1978, they both get tried for murder. Michael gets 15 years, and Archie gets life with no parole. And he's in prison forever, and then he dies in 2002 in prison. Whoa, 2002? Mm-hmm. And this started in 1920-something? He was born in 24. Yeah. Yeah. That's math, and that seems old. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and that's... <laughs> That's crazy. That's some Scotland murders for you. You got some heists in there. Yeah. You got murder. They're breaking out of prison. Interesting. Dude, great story. There you go. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, we are gonna take a quick intermission and we'll see you after that. Hey guys, it's intermission time. Intermission. And we just wanted to chat with you guys for a little second here. Um, we wanna let you guys know in case you hadn't heard. Our live show on March 27th is being postponed. Big surprise. Mm-hmm. Things are crazy. Very crazy. Um, the well, world is kind of in a turmoil right now. Yeah, we're going to hell in a handbasket. Seems a little scary. Yes. Um, but, you know, we are all in this together. Very much so. Just, you know, do what you can to help others. Be kind. Be patient others. with yep. others. Um, do the best you can. And let's get through this together um hopefully our show gives you some kind of reprieve uh, yeah, from everything um stuff any way that we can help we'd like to pretty much all I, I think what we wanted to say was we are going to try, we obviously have a lot of time on our hands mm -hmm. um we're gonna we have the ability and capability to remote record and put stuff up in theory um but if there's any sort of weirdness to the case, obviously things are all up in the air. So mm -hmm. if there's some sort of lag in our episodes airing, yeah. um, you know, just uh, obviously that's what that's about. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we will definitely try. We, we understand that uh, it's nice to have, a, again, a break or a reprieve from all the craziness. So. Definitely. And I hope everyone's stocked up on alcohol. Yeah. I saw a lot of uh, toilet paper business, but I did not see people going after the important stuff mm -hmm. like Al alcohol yeah yeah you know have, have some staples in your home mm -hmm. yeah we're all in this together <laughs> um yeah i hope you guys are doing well and i hope you enjoy the rest of the show hit us up on instagram we have plenty of time to respond oh yeah i'll chat with you all day jackie's uh, afraid she's gonna get bored during the uh, I've come quarantine up, okay so here's my deal here's my quarantine plan okay I have a rule to not watch TV during the day. I like that. So I tend to wake up a little before eight every day. I kind of like just like wake up a little before eight. Mm -hmm. and Birds then, are chirping. Mm -hmm. The squirrels are talking to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. It's very, you know, nice. Very Disney. And then I kind of hang around in bed for probably 30, 45 minutes. Then I'll get up 
And then I'll do a little breakfast, very leisurely morning. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've told myself, like, mornings are for podcasts and for interneting and, like, just kind of, again, just, you know, doing stuff. Mm -hmm. But no TV. And then afternoon's warmed up a bit because it's cold. Mm -hmm. You know, there's still a little snow hanging around. So wait till it warms up a bit. And then it's, like, activity time. Go on a walk, go on a hike, bike ride. Yesterday, like, fully cleaned my bike shop that I, like, it's got this big old mess going. Um, And then cook dinner to like music, maybe a podcast, depending on my mood. Um, but no TV until I'm like sitting down, like just trying to like not veg out and yeah. just watch TV all day. No, I think that's an important part of if you have to stay in your home, if you're on a lockdown, um, yeah. voluntary, ma- mandatory, um, have some structure to your day. I think that's take what... Take a shower. Put on clothes. Take a shower. Maybe shut off Netflix. Get your body moving. Get those endorphins going. I think that would really help a lot. For sure. Yeah. I, I, the days... I, it was day one, and I did not know what day... Like, I was, like, texting you guys, like, oh, well, I gotta get Travis tomorrow. And Kimberly's like, mm, tomorrow's Thursday. Don't you get him on Friday? And I was like, I need to get a stick and notch things <laughs> the days that I already going. don't know what day it is. Yeah. Um, again, you guys, um, this kind of wraps up intermission and we hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Okay. We're back from intermission mm-hmm. and it's time for my story. I'm excited for your story. I'm going to, oh, go ahead. My understanding of your story yeah. is it's, uh, it's going to be short and intense. Yeah, it's it's gnarly. If you guys didn't like the Bloody Mary episode with my story, kidding me? It's not as bad, but it's pretty. It's pretty bad. We'll do some self care at the end. Lots of self care. Um, Okay, I'm going to tell you about Cayetano Santos Godino. Okay. Okay. So Cayetano is born in Buenos Aires, Argentina, Mm. on October 31st, 1896. On it's all Hallow's Eve, yes. Um, he is one of eight boys, and he's the last of ten children altogether. That's a lot of boys. That's a lot of boys. That's a lot of kids, uh-huh. a lot of boys. Yes. Um, his father and mother are, unfortunately, um, al- al- alcoholics, and um, they are very abusive to their children. Um, later, uh, doctors would examine Cayetano's head, and they would find um, 27 scars from like injuries he received from his father and like his brothers. Whoa. Mm-hmm. What, what what year was he born? Uh, eighteen ninety six. Oh shoot, eighteen ninety. Yeah 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 yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very different from nineteen ninety six. Okay yes. yeah yeah. Um. So his father uh plays the guitar in a band. Mm. Um. And he ends up sleeping with several fans. Um. And he contracts uh syphilis. Um. In case you don't know, syphilis is a sexually transmitted disease that can be cured with penicillin i like your tie yeah i like it isn't good yeah um i went yeah again i am impressed and annoyed with you because it's a good tie yeah because i went looking for a penicillin tie yeah and i found it and that's why in the beginning again when i said my name you're like oh wait i'm doing Cayetano. i was like and it made me mad yeah it's a fun game with you (laughs) You get me every single time. I get wound <laughs> up about it. Um, but unfortunately for uh, Cayetano's father, um, penicillin hasn't been invented yet. So he doesn't get a cure for syphilis. So he just goes crazy. And him and his wife 
like to have the romantic time together. Oh. And so Caetano is born and he starts What happens when you're born from a syphilis man? Uh, you can, con- uh, well, if the mother has it, uh, the baby can contract it from mom. So mom got it from syphilis dad mm-hmm. and now syphilis baby. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and this just kind of sets up the foundation of him being really um, unhealthy, like sick throughout yeah. his life. How long um, can you live as a syphilis baby? Um, I don't know. Because you go crazy, right? It starts to make right? it crazy. It's yeah. a brain thing. Yeah. So he's getting head trauma from abuse from his father. Whoa. Um, he has syphilis. Um, so things are not going very well for him. Okay. Um, so as he's growing up, he he's shorter in height um, for his age. He has a smaller head. He has very long arms. And uh, you'll see on the Instagram, uh, we'll put a picture up of him. He has extremely large ears that, like, stick out. Oh. So they're very prominent. Um, when Cayetano is a child, he starts killing cats and birds. Oh, this will end well. Uh-huh. And he enjoys playing with fire. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. And because of his violence um, and, like, his behavior super off, um, every school he goes to is like, "Mm, we can't take you. Like, you're going to have to move on to the next. Can I point out that these are schools in the early 1900s Mm -hmm. that are like, hey, cool, we can't (laughs) deal with you. Please leave. (laughs) Yeah, this isn't. Yeah, okay. Um, When he is seven years old, he beats up a two-year-old named Miguel de Paeo, and he throws him into a ditch. Ooh. Um, a nearby official sees this and he takes both children to the police station where their mothers pick them up after a few hours. Um, a year later, he beats up a neighborhood child named Anna Neary with a stone. Yikes. Again, uh, police officers uh, intervene and Cayetano is released from jail shortly afterward since he was so young. Um, I can tell already. Your story is just going to be so sad. Yeah. Um, when he is 10 years old, uh, his parents realize that he is a compulsive masturbator, uh, which is another red flag for serial killers. He's literally the list. Like, we're just going down the yeah. list. Um, not knowing what to do with him, his mother tells the police, and they end up putting him in jail for two months. Okay. Okay. He's 10. Yeah. Two months in jail with grown men. Um, uh. on January 17th of 1912, Cayetano sets fire to a warehouse. When he's arrested, he tells police, I like to see firemen working. It's nice to see how they fall into the fire. Oh, he's crazy. Yeah. On January t- uh, 26th, 1912, Arturo uh, Lorena, um, he's 13. Um, he's found dead in an abandoned house. Uh, a few months later, on March 7th, 1912, Cayetano sees a five-year-old girl her name is renya and she's like outside a shop and she's like looking at like whatever the shop she's has just being a five-year-old she's just being a five-year-old um and Cayetano sees her and he goes by and he sets her dress on fire in the middle of this like it's just killing kids open street and so her her dress is on fire she starts screaming her grandfather is across the street he sees his granddaughter on fire, fire. he rushes across the street and gets hit by a vehicle <gasps> and dies instantly and then uh, Rena is taken to the hospital, and she dies several days later from her burns. Oh. Yeah. Um, also, Imagine being her parents. Yes. Where, like, your parent died trying to save your daughter who mm-hmm. ended up dying. Yes. Ugh. Um, heads up, we kind of said that this was going to be worse than the Bloody Mary. Uh, just trigger warnings. This does have children involved. Um, there's no sexual element to it, but there is a lot of violence um how old is this kid right now he is 
less he's an adolescent. Yeah, right? he's between ten and fifteen right now. Okay. Um, in late September of nineteen twelve, um, Caetano sets fire to a railway station. Um, however, the fire is put out before too much damage is done. Um, on November 8th of 1912, he tries to choke an eight-year-old, um, but he's arrested and charged with attempted murder, but he's released until the trial date. So they're like, well, we're going to have a trial for this, but in the meantime, yeah. you go go back on the streets. So on November 16th in 1912, uh, so a couple days later, Cayetano starts beating up a child, and uh, this child suffers minor, minor wounds, um, but then again, a police officer comes by and he's like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. leave this child alone. Um, on November November twentieth, nineteen twelve, a couple days later, again he kidnaps a two year old named Caroline Nolener, and uh, she starts crying. And while he's like trying to take her away, neighbors hear and they like stop him. Um, and so later in the same month, he set fire to Hold two. On. What? What? Is he not out on bail essentially right now, waiting for his trial about the other thing? And he's had multiple instances mm-hmm. of attacking other but kids. But it's back in the day. Okay. Yeah. I don't know, Jackie. I wasn't there. (laughs) I know. Um, It's going to get worse and worse and worse. Um, Later in the same month, he set fire to two large sheds that are extinguished quickly. Um, On November... uh, On December 3rd, 1912, Caetano sees um, a boy named Gisaldo Gordano playing outside his house. And he's like, hey, why don't you come with me? I'll give you some candy. Just, Just follow me. Um, and this is what he does. He lures yeah, children yeah. with candy. So Cayetano starts giving him candy and Gisaldo follow, follows him to like this abandoned country house. Um, once inside, Cayetano throws him to the floor and starts to choke him with a belt. Um, but Cayetano is having difficulty keeping a good grip. Um, so he cuts his b- belt and he ties uh, Gisaldo's hands and legs together. Um, he then starts beating him and then comes up with this great idea idea to like he needs to hammer Gisaldo's head like Ugh. I should go find a nail and a hammer <gasps> a nail and a mm-hmm. hammer so he leaves the house and he goes and search f- for a nail and he runs into Gisaldo's father who's out looking for his missing son right now I don't like it and he's like no 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 I haven't seen Gisaldo I don't I don't know what you're talking about Cayetano then re-enters the house with the nail um and he proceeds to hammer the nail into the side of Gisaldo's skull and then he hides his body Ugh. And just minutes later, Gisaldo's father finds his son's body. I hate it. Uh, several days later, Gisaldo's family holds a wake for their son, and Catano uh, co- goes to the wake. Yeah, because he's crazy. And he goes up to Gisaldo's body, and he, like, touches his skull where he had done the damage yeah. with the nail. It just, just really paints a picture of how disconnected he's from everything, you know? He's really messed up. Um, at 5.30 a.m. on December 4th, 1912, Caetano is finally arrested and he confesses to everything. Um, on January 4th of uh, 1913, Caetano is sent to a uh, reformatory where he tries to kill some of the other inmates. Um, due to medical reports which declared him insane, the judge discontinued the case and ordered him to stay in the reformatory. Um, on on the 12th of November of 1915, an appeal was approved ordering him to be moved to a jail on um, November 20th. So they're like, you're too much here. We're going to move mm-hmm. you to a different jail. And then on um, March 28th of 1923, Caetano is transferred to a prison because he can't stop trying to escape. Dude. So like they keep catching after time after time yeah they're like Caetano, just stop get out of the laundry basket (laughs) um a crazy thing about when he's like in this prison um 
they decide to do an operation on him. They're like, you know what? I think we figured out where your source of evil is coming from. It's your ears. So they did it. Because he's got the big ears. Mm -hmm. They did an operation to pin his ears back. Because they're like, maybe it's because you don't look like the rest of us. We'll just. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. And it's 1927. That was only like 100 years ago. (coughs) That's nuts. Um, So he's in this new prison. Um, he just had this operation, um, and he, he notices that there's cats around the prison and he's like, mm, I enjoy killing cats. Yeah. So I'm going to kill these I'm cats. I'm going to lure a cat and I'm going to kill it. So he kills a couple cats, but he doesn't realize that these cats are essentially the inmates pets <gasps> and he just angered oh, a bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they beat the heck out of him to the point where he has to spend the next 20 days in a hospital Dude, recovering. you gotta beat up. Um, and then essentially from 1935 onwards, he's continuously sick and he receives uh, no visitors until he dies on 1944 due to strange circumstances. No, oh, somebody murdered him. Yes. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Isn't that crazy? Oof. And so you go back to like the nature versus nurture. He obviously had some like medical things and trauma that were feeding yeah. into his desire to kill, but... Well, like, you get into the whole, like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, you know, a capital punishment, like, being put to death for crime. Like, it gets so unevenly applied to people, and is it right to do that? And, like, you know, right now, I think where my head's at, the only ones you could really talk me into are, like, severely twisted serial killers kind of the only one that make a little bit of sense to me for putting him to death yeah there's no they're just so you can't rehabilitate that level of twisted and i don't know if i'm gonna say this right but i was reading somewhere where they're like okay so say you have a ted bundy yeah and we figured out a quote-unquote cure for him you give him this thing it it rewires his brain Mm -hmm. because in essence your brain is out of whack yeah yeah. your chemicals are wrong Uh, whatever it is so if we are able to fix him and give him this cure, mm-hmm. does that give him the right to enter back into society because we've righted to his chemistry? Do I have to trust that he's taking a medication the rest of his life? Mm, let's say it's a shot. It's a one-time shot. One-time shot. I don't have to trust you to take a medication. Mm-hmm. Oof. Because then you you think it's a, it's an illness at that point. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't have any It's control. a crazy debate. I, yeah. it's, I'm open to have that conversation. There's... Because you get into this weird space where uh, they, they always let the families of the victims speak at the trial. There's always like, this is mm. the impact, you know, the impact statements. Mm-hmm. This is what you did and how it affected me. Yeah. And they're incredibly compelling. Yeah. And it's it undermines what happened to them to let somebody go mm-hmm. emotionally. But then at the same time, there's a reason why you're not allowed to be on a jury when you know what I mean? Like there's, there, there's a reason why it's separated. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's just something crazy to think about. Yeah. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. The law is fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have the, the time or the wants or the care to be a lawyer, but my goodness, is it interesting? <laughs> it's interesting what laws are still around and you're like, that doesn't make any sense for this time. Weird old laws mm-hmm. on the books where it's like, what? Mm-hmm. You can't, but I no. love I love those obscure loopholes people find. They're like in the law. It's in the law. It's a crazy loophole law, yes. but like it applies to my case right here and now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very interesting. Fascinating. So I know my story was dark. Yeah. Can so I have a, can I have a joke? 
let's i think overall past even the murder stories we just told we all need some self-care for sure um so i don't know how well this is gonna go but a lot of these puns have visuals so what i'm going to do is describe them to you no imagine a little scottish man okay okay and he's on he's he has his little bagpipe he's got his little kilt and he's on a pile of rocks all right a little scotch on the rocks (laughs) (laughs) that went better than i thought (laughs) (laughs) a little scotch on let's keep going okay now imagine me this Uh, okay you got a glass. Yeah. It's filled with some liquor. Okay. All right. Let's, it's filled with scotch. Okay. And it's got a little face on it. And it's going, you're neat. Oh, my God. Because it's like scotch. <laughs> oh, scotch neat. A neat scotch. You're neat. You're neat. Um, all right. Oh, how about this? Well, it's, it's a whiskey. I could do scotch. You could do scotch on the rocks, Sco- right? Scotch is a whiskey. Yes. And you have scotch on the rocks. My really- have you already given away the punchline? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you anyways. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> My relationship with whiskey is on, on the rocks. rocks. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> oh, man. Um, how about this? My doctor said I can't do this. Okay. <laughs> My voice was, <clears throat> hello. Hi. Hi. My doctor said I needed to drink more water. Okay. So I added ice to my whiskey. Okay. All right. <laughs> These are going well, right? No. <laughs> Maybe not. <gasps> Bottle of scotch. Okay. Okay. Imagine this. Okay. 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 So you got like a, you know, the ship in the bottle kind of scenario. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So you got that bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Take that ship out of there. It's an empty bottle. Now put some tape in there. Okay. Bottle of scotch. Scotch. It's like a scotch tape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess that's enough self-care. Those were lovely, Drea. <laughs> uh okay everyone's trapped in their house yes what are some podcasts you recommend some shows i don't know jackie i don't have any internet all right look i brought you boxes of dvds yay um i brought you stuff i know you already like that you'll probably enjoy Mm rewatching. i brought you stuff i think you haven't seen but i think you'll like i i will say if you have access to hbo the show barry is amazing oh barry's great if you have access to amazon prime the show the boys is amazing Mm. um it's not like the show girls on hbo the no, boys is about se- superheroes that aren't nice people and the regular people fight back and it's gory but it's very good um you got any netflix shows you want to recommend oh if you haven't seen the other guys it's streaming for free on netflix jackie watched it without me it's by far my most favorite movie one of the of biggest fights we've ever had yeah but here's i will point out that i I confess that I watched it without oh, you. Oh, yeah. Eventually, I had to get you trapped in a car. It's like my. But I didn't lie about it. Mm. I didn't lie about it. Mm. Yeah, you did. Oh. Because you had started watching it. And I was like, we should watch the blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, ah. And you didn't tell me. That's exactly how that conversation <laughs> went. Omission. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I didn't. Yeah. The glove does not fit. You must have quit. All right. On Amazon, I like the show. I've been really into the show Alone. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Because you're alone. Yeah. In quarantine, not like in life. Correct. But. 
No, but I was watching this before. Like, my friends kept telling me to watch it. I'm like, ah, because it's like Survivor, but not because it's like Survivor oh, by yourself. Alone. Alone. You about that. It's so good. It's you, so good. It's survivalist. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a um, what do you call that? Reality TV show. Yeah. yeah. Essentially, they're dropped in Vancouver Island. And it's like, hey, you all had a list of 40 things you get to pick 10 from. So some of them have very, like, they all want a tarp, they all have a backpack, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Um, and it's essentially like, who can last out there the longest? Like whoever taps out last. Yeah. Does it go a week? Does it go for four months? And they and they don't know because they don't see anybody else. And then you have your own little space. You don't know what anyone else and is it's, doing. It's not like the Hunger Games where when somebody gets out of the you race, have no idea. Yeah. They'll they'll quit and they'll be told like you're the last, like the third person <gasps> left. And they're like, what? I thought I would have been the first one out. Yeah. Or. You know, like, yeah, anyway, I really like that show's awesome. I've only seen the first two seasons. That's on Amazon. Amazon. Um, Yeah, HBO's great. I've started rewatching The Wire because The Wire's the best show ever. (laughs) Uh, On Netflix, Mad Men, obviously. Mm. Um, Parking Rex. I'm catching back up on Grey's Anatomy. I didn't realize how far behind I was on Grey's Anatomy on Hulu. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. You guys, I think this is a great starting point. Oh, Oh, I'm giving you, so I started telling, I don't. My apologies to the listeners and how hard this will be to find for them. I started telling Haley, your roommate, uh-huh. about the show Sliders with Jerry O'Connell. I love Sliders. Are you talking about the old school Sliders? Wait, are you talking about Burgers or the show? I'm, t- I'm talking about the show. Yeah. Where they go through the thing? Yes. Yes. You know the show? I used to watch it all the time. <laughs> I have seasons one and two on DVD and I'm oh, owning it because oh. Haley wanted to watch it. Let me tell you my childhood. <laughs> Farscape. Sliders, Stargate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your side. Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me those aliens. What's up? Perfect. <sighs> so you watched Firefly. You liked Firefly. Oh, it was amazing Space show. Cowboy. It got canceled. All right. Awesome. Okay, I will say I loved, I loved Farscape. Farscape. Okay. Oh my god. So, Farscape's kind of weird. So though. amazing. You'll agree that it's weird. Okay, and then I tried to rewatch it because it was streaming on something. I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna have the best time. Oh, mm-hmm. it, was, it made me feel so weird. I turned it off. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The guy with the face with the mask. It's very strange. Blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, okay, guys. There's some you have plenty to choose from. <laughs> yeah. Um, stay tuned on our Instagram. I think we have some cool things coming to you, especially since we're all kind of locked in our houses. Um, so look for that soon. And we'll see you later. Have a good day. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Killer Cocktails. As always, on our talent was Jackie Andrea. Be sure to check out our Instagram at Killer Cocktails Podcast or stop by our website, KillerCocktailsPodcast.com, for up-to-date information, photos, contests, and more. Our logo was created by Michelle Firm, whose amazing art can be found at MichelleFirmDesign.com. Our music was created by Nikolai Heidlus, and we'll be back next week on hashtag Murder Mondays. <laughs> Jackie! Kimberly was like, man, now that I'm like drinking alongside you for this one episode, I can like, you know, you guys have a lot of talent to keep it together to like to record <laughs> it's a podcast. It's really hard. And sometimes it's really yeah, hard. Sometimes it's really hard. <sighs>